0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. for zach wilson and it goes to corey davis crowder trying to get him out of space oh slopes a tackle and there he goes crowder it's a foot race and crowder is in there a 69-yard touchdown hit him. Hit him and he hit immediately got the handoff you know and <laughs> the q oh my gosh listen thank you
1: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And we're going to talk a little draft Because right now, the Jets would own the number 4 and number 5 overall picks in the 2022 draft If the season were to end Now that could obviously change But wouldn't it be awesome if the Jets had two top 5 picks They also could have four picks in the top 50 or even the top 40, depending on how things finish up with their season and the Carolina Panthers, because remember, they have the Seahawks first rounder and the Panthers second rounder. So wanted to talk a little bit about this with the OG of year round online draft content. My friend Walter Cherapinski of WalterFootball.com. Walter, what's going on, brother? Not much.
2: Uh, We're winding down to the end of the season. Uh, Draft season is going to start in about five weeks, so I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about the draft.
1: Yeah, for sure. And we're going to try and do this fairly regularly down the stretch of the season because I feel like this is the time of year that Jets fans really start to get amped up About the draft it's unfortunate It would be nice if we were thinking about other Things but the draft is definitely On our mind especially considering that The team hasn't played that well this year And of course as of this Moment they've got two picks that would be in the Top five so I wanted to run through Some of the content that you've got up at Walterfootball.com you and Charlie Campbell do a phenomenal job Of putting up mock drafts and updating Profiles of players Year round so go to Walterfootball.com And check this out but As of right now, I've said that I really hope that the Jets can walk away from this draft, assuming they get a top five pick, whether it's from their own pick or the Seahawks pick, or, of course, if they have two of them in the top five, as they would if the season ended right now. I want them to walk away with one of these top two pass rushers, either Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. At the moment, it seems as though Thibodeau is locked in at number one. A lot can change. There are quarterbacks that can do really well in the combine, have a great senior bowl, go through the process and rocket up the boards. We've seen this before. Carson Wentz was thought of as a possible second round pick at one point. Next thing you know, he vaults up to the number two overall pick and the Eagles are trading up a ton to get him. So it's not unprecedented. But is it fair to say, Walter, that at this moment, it looks like the odds are that Kayvon Thibodeau, the pass rusher out of Oregon, would go number one?
2: Uh, Yeah, he's the favorite right now. Like, if the draft were to happen tonight, uh, he would be the pick. Uh, But like you said, a lot can change in the next five months. Uh, The Lions could talk themselves into drafting a quarterback. Uh, They obviously need the position. Uh, Jared Goff has not done a good job. Uh, He's not the reason why they're winless, but he's definitely a liability. So if they fall in love with uh, Malik Willis or or Matt Corral uh, or maybe uh, Pickett from Pittsburgh, like they could definitely – um, go after a quarterback. And then that would mean that Thibodeau would fall. Um, even if they don't go after a quarterback, they, they could take Aiden Hutchison. Um, I, I know that, uh, there is at least, uh, that there are some talent evaluators in the NFL who like Hutchison a little bit more than Thibodeau. So it's, it's like pretty close. Um, so it could be, it could be Hutchison as well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it, it could be Jordan Davis either. I mean, he's such a freak athlete at 340 pounds. Uh, I could see some team talking themselves into him as well. But I, I right now, like I said, it, it's Thibodeau is definitely the favorite.
1: And the Texans could theoretically talk themselves into a quarterback too, which is what you have them doing in your mock draft that's up at WalterFootball.com right now. You've got them taking Malik Willis out of Liberty. So It's possible that somebody like Willis or Corral, as you mentioned, could go number one to Detroit or number two to Houston. That would shake things up a lot, obviously. Now, we know that a couple of years ago when the Jets had Quinn and Williams fall into their lap, nobody was initially expecting that because they thought Bosa would go one, Quinn and Williams would go two. But then Kyler Murray emerged as the number one overall pick. Arizona surprised some people at the end of the process settling on him. Bosa goes two, Williams goes three. So something like that could happen theoretically for the Jets here, right? You could see two quarterbacks maybe get pushed up to the Lions and the Texans who both need quarterbacks because the Texans are are clearly going to move on from Deshaun Watson as soon as they can get a deal good enough because he's made it very clear he's not going to play there anymore. And that situation seems to be untenable. If that happened, then Thibodeau and Hutchinson slide down to three and four and the Jets could get one of the two.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you see that happening all the time. Like you mentioned, Nick Bosa, Uh, most people at this time heading into that draft uh, in December I think most people thought Nick Bosa was going to be the top pick. And then uh, things changed. Uh, Arizona fell in love with Kyler Murray. Uh, It happens all this time. Like teams need quarterbacks. I think they talk themselves into quarterbacks uh, sometimes a little too much. You know, sometimes it works out for sure, like with Murray. Um, Sometimes it does not, uh, you know, like the Rams and Jared Goff. Uh, so it, it really depends on how Houston and Detroit feel about these quarterbacks. I, I think it's way more likely that the Texans take a quarterback because they have nothing uh, Davis mills and Tyrod Taylor are just not really NFL caliber starters. Uh, I don't think Jared Goff is either, but he's still, he's at least young and maybe the lions can talk themselves into building around him a little bit or giving him a chance. Uh, but yeah, th- there's definitely a shot that uh, Detroit and Houston uh, they they like Willis uh, Pickett or Corral uh, maybe someone else emerges that we don't know about yet um, yeah it, it could go quarterback quarterback uh, and then you know Jacksonville is obviously not going to take a quarterback so they take one of the edge rushers and then you get the other one.
0: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply play like a jet play like a jet
1: Your mock draft at WalterFootball.com has Thibodeau going one, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, going number two, Jordan Davis, who you mentioned before, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, who is phenomenal, going number three, and then you've got the Jets getting Aiden Hutchinson and Derek Stingley. At four and five, so that would give them a premier edge rusher and a premier corner. I know there are some people that really want offensive line, and I wouldn't be against that necessarily because you do have Evan Neal going to the Giants with the very next pick at number six. So if the Jets got him with one of these picks instead of Stingley or Hutchinson, I'm sure plenty of fans would be happy with that. But man, if you get Hutchinson and Derek Stingley, I was talking to you about this before we started recording. If you look at what the 49ers built when Robert Sallow was the defensive coordinator there and they went to the Super Bowl, you had Armstead, Buckner, Bosa, and Ford. All four of those guys were able to get to the quarterback with alarming regularity. Alarming for the other team, that is, not alarming for the 49ers, because I'm sure they really enjoyed that. And that really made the defense excellent, and it helped Richard Sherman who at that point a lot of people didn't think was as sharp as he'd been in previous years, looked much better than he had the year before. It really upped everybody's game. So if you get Stingley, you put him with Bryce Hall, you've now got two very capable corners there to go with, two outstanding interior rushers in Quentin Williams and John Franklin Myers. Then you've got a returning Carl Lawson and Aiden Hutchinson, My goodness, where does an opposing quarterback go? He's either running for his life or thrown into a brick wall because Stingley and Bryce Hall have these guys locked down. So I love it. If the Jets could somehow walk away from this with Hutchinson and Stingley, that would be incredible.
2: Yeah, it would be awesome for the Jets. Uh, Their defense would be so much better. Like Not only would they get these two uh, first-round blue-chip prospects, uh, they would also, as you said, they'd get lost and back from injury. So it's like they're three, like, great additions to their defense next year. Uh, plus, they have two second-round picks, so, yeah, you know, we'll discuss that later. But, you know, getting these these three guys, uh, like, on the roster, on their active roster next year is going to be so huge for them. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely going to mirror uh, what the 49ers did. Uh, and, yeah, we talked about how uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was basically carried into the Super Bowl by their defense. If the Niners even had average quarterbacking in the Super Bowl, they would have won. Uh, that's that's how much of an impact all these great defensive linemen made. And just getting Hutchison or, or even Thibodeau, uh, if they can, um, that will make their defense so much better. And then having a, an elite cornerback like Stingley on the end, uh, on the back end at Bryce Hall, um, yeah, their defense would look phenomenal. Uh, you know, just they, they still have a couple of holes, you know, linebacker at safety, depending on what happens with Marcus May. But, yeah. Their defense overall would would be terrific.
1: Walter, you've been doing this a long time, so you know all about draft day trades and how they work. One thing that I've discussed is the possibility of the Jets, if they're, say, sitting at four or five or six, somewhere around there, and they really want to come away with Hutchinson or Thibodeau, which I'm in favor of. I really think they need to get that dominant edge rusher to go with Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, And the returning Carl Lawson just because I think that's a formula for dominance. And so let's say Thibodeau goes number one and now Hutchinson is there at either two or three. If the Texans are sitting there too and they're thinking about taking him or if they pass on him and he gets to number three, the Jaguars are there. Either way, let's say you need to move up to two or three. You figure that out. What do you think the Jets would be looking at here in terms of compensation? Could they do it with that Carolina second rounder that they got for Sam Darnold because If they could use that and maybe even throw in that fourth rounder they got from the Vikings for Chris Herndon, might be worth it considering what we just talked about in terms of building a dominant defense. And also, what do you think? Is that a move that you would make? Obviously, we're a long way away, but how highly do you think of these edge rushers? Would it be worth making a move like that?
2: Um, So we had a similar trade uh, about four years ago um, in the 2017 draft when uh, the Bears and the 49ers, they made a swap for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, The Bears moved up from three to two and then uh, the Niners moved down from two to three and they took Solomon Thomas. Uh, So they had that trade. And what happened in the trade was uh, they swapped second and third round picks. Uh, So I think you could see something like that here, like where the Jets would give up one of their second rounders and they'd get a third rounder back in return. Um, just like when there's a draft trade that close and it doesn't involve a quarterback, uh, you don't have to give up that much compensation. Um, and and the Jets could even call the Jaguars bluff because, um, it's going to be tough for the Jaguars to justify taking Hutchison. Like he, he, obviously he would be the best player available unless they love Jordan Davis. Um, the problem is, uh, they have Josh Allen, they're going to have to give him a ton of money. Uh, they already have good edge rushers. And so with Josh Allen making lots of money. You're going to draft uh, another edge rusher who you're going to have to pay in, in four years. You're going to have to give them a, a big contract as well, so they're going to have a lot of money uh, at at that position. Um, and plus, Jacksonville on, on the defensive interior, they have nothing, uh, and so they they just might take uh, Jordan Davis, and then you don't have to give up anything uh, to, give up, to get to uh, get Hutchison or Thibodeau. So, um, you know, I, I think the Jets are in a good position if if the draft unfolds that way.
1: How big of a difference do you think there is between Thibodeau and Hutchinson, and the guy who many people believe is the third best edge rusher in this draft, George Karloftis out of Purdue, who you have going number nine to Philly. Because in theory, as of right now, if Hutchinson or Stingley didn't make it to where the Jets are, you would think that Karloftis could be in play.
2: Yeah, it could be Jermaine Johnson, too. He's another uh, talented edge rusher who's uh, is in my top ten. Um, but I, I think they're – like I would say Hutchinson and Thibodeau are in their own tier – um, I Like I said before, there are some people in the NFL who like Hutchinson better than than Thibodeau. I think it's pretty close. Um, Yeah, I, I don't think there's that much of a difference. But then, then there's a drop-off for sure uh, to Carl and uh, Jermaine Johnson. So, um, you know, if I'm the Jets, I'm hoping to get one of these guys. Uh, but, you know, if you have to, quote-unquote, settle for Carl or or Johnson, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I still think they're going to be good players.
1: What do you think about if they can't get, Thibodeau or Hutchinson, perhaps going with Evan Neal instead. How high are you on him?
2: Yeah, I like Evan Neal. Um, you know, hes, he's I, I wouldn't put him in the same class as Hutchinson, Stingley, uh, Thibodeau, uh, Jordan Davis, like he's in the next tier. Um, but, you know, if anytime you can help your quarterback out and, and from the looks of it, Zach Wilson is going to need some help uh, developing. Um, giving him uh, just elite protection is going to be like a huge boon uh, for him. Um, you look at like any, any quarterback who's uh, pretty mediocre, if you put a great offensive line in front of him, he's going to look pretty good. Uh, so with Zach Wilson developing, you know, if he takes a big leap forward next year and suddenly he has a great offensive line in front of him, you're looking at an offense. that's going to be pretty explosive. So, um, yeah, I mean, like Neil is like, it's, it's, he's a constellation prize right now, but it's a pretty good
1: one. Let's say the jets wind up. Somewhere in the top 10, but not necessarily in the top five. What are some other realistic options for them in that range, do you think?
2: Uh, so we talked about the other uh, edge rushers, uh, Jermaine Johnson and George Carlathis. I think they would be looking at them. Um, you know, offensive line, if, if Evan Neal is not there, uh, I know Charles Cross has gotten a lot of hype. And, you know, he's uh, he snuck into my top 10 uh, this this uh, this draft update. Um, we talked about Kyle Hamilton before we, we recorded, um, you know, I, I don't think they would take him at four or five or anything, but you know, if, if he's the best player available, um, I, I think they would have to consider him later in the top 10, uh, just cause he's, he's so talented and, uh, you know, Marcus may has, is coming off the down year. He's going to be a free agent. You don't know what he's going to, what's going to happen with him. There's some off the field stuff. Uh, so, you know, if Hamilton's the best player available, like I, I know Joe Douglas doesn't prioritize safety, but you have to consider him at least.
1: If the Jets end up sliding down the draft board a little bit because they either go on a winning streak or Seattle goes on a winning streak, or they decide to trade down with one of those picks, one of the guys that's become a favorite of Jets fans and has gotten a lot of talk is Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. Do you see him as a potential option if the Jets were to slide down or trade back from a pick if they're in the top five or top 10? And who are some of the other guys that you think they might be able to target? If the scenario occurs where they either slide back because of some sort of winning streak or they decide to trade back to pick up extra picks.
2: So um I I feel like they would more likely go after another cornerback. You know, like I, I guess obviously if they take Stingley, they wouldn't, but uh, if they can't get Stingley for some reason, you know, there, there are a bunch of other cornerbacks available um in, in the top half of my first round, like Amar Gardner from Cincinnati, uh Trent McDuffie from Washington, uh this Tariq Castro field from uh, Penn State. like there's, There are so many good cornerbacks in this class. It's, this class is dominated by edge rushers and cornerbacks, that I would try to get them uh, in the first round. Like, I, I feel like the Jets should be able to get a, a good red, edge rusher and a good cornerback in the first round.
1: What do you think about the second round? Because the Jets are going to have two picks there, and let's hope that the Panthers keep losing and their pick ends up being high, along with where the Jets are likely to pick. You could see four picks in the top 50 or even the top 40, as I said. One guy that you would think could be a potential target there if he's available is Jalen Weidermeyer, the tight end out of Texas A&M. What do you think about him, and who are some other realistic options at this moment in that range for the Jets? Yeah,
2: Watermeyer would be a great addition. It feels like the, the Jets are missing that, that tight end, and young quarterbacks like relying on, on tight ends. So I, I feel like if he falls to them, uh, I don't have him going in the second round right now, but he could easily get there. Uh, if the Jets take him, I, I think that's a great addition. Um, I talked about how they needed to address linebacker before. Um, linebacker is pretty bad. C.J. Mosley hasn't lived up to his contract. Uh one like the one of the picks I have for the Jets right now is Devin Lloyd from Utah. He's, he's having a great year. Uh, he he can be used anywhere. It Reminds me of uh, Zayman Collins uh, who who went to Arizona last year. And uh, in, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he went in the first round. But if he snuck into the second round, uh, I think he would make a lot of sense. Um, I also have the Jets taking uh, uh, Logan Hall from Houston, another edge rusher. So like obviously, the, the, if they have Carl Lawson and uh, and Hutchinson, they don't need an edge rusher, but. In in today's NFL, like if you look up like what the Buffalo Bills are doing, like they're just rotating edge rushers so everyone's fresh. Like I feel like you can't ever have enough edge rushers, and so like it, it, Logan Hall was one of the best players available for me, so that that's why I mocked him there. But you can, I mean, you could take uh, like some other players, you know, uh, maybe like uh, a tackle like Abraham Lucas or something like that. Uh, there there's some there are other linebackers as well uh, in the second round, so they're definitely a lot of options.
1: Luke Grant, who does all the film for us over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, the Thunder from Down Under, he has said many times, and I think it goes along well with what you just said, no team has ever sat there and said, boy, you know, we just have too many good edge rushers. So (laughs) as you said, if Logan Hall is there in the second round and they just feel like he's too good to pass up, they could certainly take him even if they get somebody like Hutchinson in the first round. But there are other ways that they could go, and there are other ways that they could go in the third round, too. Remember, the Jets are going to have those valuable picks in the first and second round. But that third round pick, as of now, is shaping up to be a pretty valuable one, too, because it's going to be at the top of that round. Who are some guys that the Jets could be looking at right now for that third round spot?
2: Yeah, so uh, it, it feels like they should be able to get a good player here at, atop the third round. Uh, if they don't take uh, Widermeyer, um, they can they could go after a tight end uh, like Will Mallory from, from Miami or uh, or Charlie Kohler from Iowa State. Uh, I feel like both would be good additions. I have the uh currently drafting Zamir White, the running back from Georgia, uh, just because like, he's the best player available. And I, I know Michael Carter has looked good. Uh, But he doesn't strike me as someone who could carry a full workload. I feel like you know in today's NFL, teams like having two capable running backs in the backfield, and and pairing uh, Carter with White would be pretty good. Uh, There is there are some good linebackers available. Uh, James James Skolinski from uh, Clemson. Uh, He's I haven't taken I have him taken a few picks after uh, the Jets are off the board. Uh, Overshown from Texas is another linebacker. yeah, there, there, are, there are a bunch of other linebackers I have in the third round. Uh, Terrell Bernard from uh, Baylor is another one. Uh, so like, it feels like the linebacker value in this draft is in the second or third round. So I expect the Jets to address that position on, on day two at some point.
1: Walter, are there any players that you've been hearing buzz about either positively or negatively right now in terms of guys that are moving up the draft board or moving down the draft board based on their performance throughout the course of the season?
2: Yeah, I mean there is uh, there is some other ones uh, like Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. You know he's he's getting some hype. Uh, Michael Clemens and Ed Rusher from uh, Texas A and M. Um, you know he could maybe sneak into uh, day two. Um, I would say uh, Roger McCreary, another cornerback uh, from, uh, from Auburn. He's he's someone the Jets could target target in the second round. Um, he, he's looked good recently, and uh, you know if the Jets somehow miss out on Singly, you know like if, if their picks are later and. Uh, they go after Evan Neal and an edge rusher. Uh, I think he could be a good pick in the second round.
1: You said before that you think the draft is stacked with cornerbacks and edge rushers. Are there any guys that you think the Jets could get middle of the draft, late in the draft, that could supplement Early round picks, so in other words, let's say they don't go with the Logan Hall in the second round, but they are able to get an Aiden Hutchinson in the first round, but they want to get another edge rusher because, as you said, you can never have enough and you like to rotate them in and out. Are there some guys that they could be looking at in the middle to late rounds? Same thing at cornerback. Even if they get Stingley, it can never hurt to have enough good cornerbacks that can cover any guys that the Jets could be looking at there in those middle to late rounds? Because as you said, those two positions do seem to be stacked in this draft.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if for some reason they don't get those guys early on, uh, they could maybe go after someone like uh, Ali Gay from uh, LSU or uh, Will McDonald from Iowa State. Like those are two guys who could be available in the mid rounds and like cornerbacks, Kayla like Bevins uh, from Tulsa. Um, Miles Jones from Texas A&M, Kyler Gordon from Washington. Like th- those are those are guys who who could go like third, fourth round. Uh, and I think there'd be decent values for the Jets.
1: Walter Cherapinski, the OG of year round online NFL draft coverage over at WalterFootball.com. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about the draft with me, getting everybody amped up for what is going to be another exciting draft season for New York Jets fans. Really appreciate it. As I said, you've got this stuff going on year-round, constant updates between you and Charlie Campbell. Charlie is phenomenal, by the way. He's been on this podcast a bunch of times, and he knows this stuff inside and out. Great sources, too. Tell me about what you've got going on specifically at WalterFootball.com right now and what you've got planned coming up over the next couple of weeks and months.
2: Yeah, Charlie's the best. He always uh, has a great, a lot of great draft content um, You know, on his... Uh NFL Hot Press, which we, he which is where he breaks a lot of uh, information. So uh, if you're looking for uh, any draft news, like Charlie will have you covered there. But yeah, you know, otherwise we have uh, mock drafts. Uh, both Charlie and I have mock drafts for 2022. Uh, Charlie has a 2023 mock draft that was just updated, and I'm going to have an updated uh, 2023 as well. I also have a 2024 mock draft uh, just for fun. If you want to check that out, uh, it, was, uh, it was it was it's always it's always a good time to put those together. Uh, but yeah, we have we have draft stock uh, report. We have big boards. Uh, we have prospect rankings. Uh, so basically anything you want with the draft. And we we have other non-draft football coverage on the site, too. We have picks against the spread. We have fantasy rankings. We grade every signing and trade. Uh, so, yeah, definitely tons of content, and it's all free at waltzofootball.com.
1: You got to check out not just the draft stuff, but as Walter said, fantasy and the betting information. As you know, Walter comes on the show every Sunday to give his picks from around the league, and he has done really, really well with them over the last couple of years. He's not one to toot his own horn, so I'll toot it for him. He's coming in the top five in some huge gambling competitions, so he's got great info for you up there if you want to try and make some money on Saturdays and Sundays on college football and NFL. So check it out, walterfootball.com. And check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, has got a really good video up right now. It's about 12 minutes long, breaking down the good, the bad, and the ugly from Zach Wilson's return against the Houston Texans. Yes, he wasn't great, but there were some good moments, especially down the stretch. Luke breaks it all down for you with the All-22 right now on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. So check it out and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, make sure that you check out our store at teepublic.com. That's tee Public. Dot com. We've got the bless you, thank you, John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams shirt. The Zach says go long shirt. The Zach, the Ripper shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt and much, much more mugs, hats, whatever you want. It's all there. tee public.com and give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show. If you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
0: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.